welcome back to A Haunting Podcast. I'm your host, Tegan, and I'm here with Jordan. And uh, my brother, Kyle, is back again. Hi, Kyle. Hi, how are you guys doing? I'm doing fine myself. How are you, man? I mean, I can't complain other than having to sit here with you guys. But Oh, come know. on. We're, we're the best. We're just a little spooky. Ah, uh, just a bit. You know, that's how we live our lives. So, Kyle, uh, one reason I actually invited you back today is because I thought we'd talk about a place where you used to live. Do you remember Arizona, Kyle? I do remember Arizona. I remember it quite uh, fondly and unfondly sometimes, but it was a great, great state to live in. And I'd have has, to disagree with you just a little bit. I I've mean, been to Arizona. It's not my fault you can't deal with the heat. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, uh, well, I'm glad you had some you know, good memories there. Yeah. I'm hoping to uh, scare you away from ever going back there again. I'm kind of hoping you have your own stories for yourself. That is our job. I, I I will definitely try not to go back, and I'm I'm waiting to see how much you scare me into that. I mean, well, let's see uh, let's see what we could do for you today. So the first place I actually want to talk to you about is uh, Jerome, Arizona, specifically the Jerome Grant Hotel. So if you don't know anything about Jerome, Jerome is an old copper mining ghost town in Arizona. Um, it is only got about a population about 400 now. Uh, it was compared to the 15,000 it used to have. Mm-hmm. So it's very much deserted. It was a very, I, I actually spent, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I spent, I went out to Jerome. It's a very tiny town. Oh yeah? Basically enthralled by uh, antique stores at this point. It's. I imagine as much. Reminds me a lot of Bisbee, Arizona. Yeah. But it was a it was a cool town. Okay, well, good. You know, I'm yeah. glad we're talking about the place that you've actually been to. Um, yeah. Have you ever been to the Ho- Grand Hotel? I haven't. I haven't okay. been to the Grand Hotel. Okay, well, that's a little unfortunate now, isn't it? I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure you know then it's filled with a lot of collapsed buildings, a lot of condemned buildings, and the streets and sidewalks are kind of just broken and sunken. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. It's, it's a little rough. Yeah, <laughs> a little worse for wear. So uh, there's actually a legend there. You're really going to like this one, Kyle. Oh, I'm waiting for it. Okay. So there is a legend uh, that there was, at one time, there was about 45,000 bodies, like, just stacked up. Like, oh. They just, they just had 40,000 bodies laying around. A lot of accidents happen in copper mining. <laughs> that makes me That's feel true. great. That's true. Um, so the it, it was because the crematorium could only handle, like, processing about seven bodies a day and like you said it was an old mining town so a lot of accidents happened so uh as an alternative uh what they did was the fine people who owned a smoldering business they uh they volunteered to help and they also are they they also have a uh, a concrete plant just so you know so they 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 took they took those bodies and uh Let's just say the buildings and uh, some of those sidewalks that you walk on and the stairs you go up and down there. So they're mostly made of concrete mixed with human body ash. I am incredibly that's... uncomfortable. And thank, thank God I don't have those boots anymore. They're oh, my gosh. That's mortifying. <laughs> yeah, you, you literally don't know what you might have picked up with you. No, <laughs> I mean, I could have picked up. Like you somebody's have, grandma you, or grandpa. You I really could have. You could have. You could have had dead body people, like or just tight. ash all over you. Oh, that's yeah. so terrible. Oh, that's just, horrifying. Just dead bodies. What was that? That reminds me of like a, a, a 
The food is people. The yes. food is people. Soil and green. Soil and yeah. green. Soil and yeah. green, yeah. The sidewalks this... are people. You know how it's like disrespectful to walk on someone's grave? I know. Could you imagine? And it's 42,000 bodies. Mm. So, I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of human ash in that concrete. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot. Yeah, that's an absurd amount of human ash. Yes. So this leads us to the Jerome Grand Hotel. It is the most haunted place within the town. It is perched high above downtown. It sits on this, uh, it sits on Cleopatra Hill. That is what it's called. So it sits on Cleopatra Hill, just kind of looking down. So it's, in my opinion, kind of ominous. Like just, I was yeah, gonna it's very creepy. Ominous. Yeah, it's, it's very, looking very at ominous. us it's, menacingly. It's looking yeah. at us menacingly. Yeah. It's, uh, you know what it reminds me of is the Adams family. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So it served as a hospital. It was considered one of the most modern and equipped hospitals for the time. But unfortunately, it closed down in 1950. And it was abandoned for about 44 years. But it was still maintained until around like 1971, just in case anything happened, there was any emergencies. So it wasn't fully abandoned. Uh, the, the building was left to rot after that. Until about 1994, when the Phelps, Phelps Dodge Mining Company company purchased it, and they they were the ones that ended up restoring it to its full capacity. It opened as the Grand Hotel in 1996, and that is when the haunting sites started. Yeah, living in a hospital, oh, something I mean, as a former hospital certainly can't be a bad omen. Yeah, well, no. on top of that, a, a former hospital of a literal town built on people's ashes. <laughs> And it should be like, fine. Like, we're, we're all right. That's where you want to stay, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And you have to imagine how many uh, human ashes are in the concrete that built it. Yeah, I know. What have they? Yeah, it, it's common practice to take concrete from dilapidated buildings sometimes. The you know, buildings just... are made of people. Exactly. So, you know, many suspect that it's spirits of the hospital patients and the those who were housed in the asylum wards Mm. that would not that that just screams every horror movie ever made about a hospital well yeah absolutely that just screams i'm not checking in (laughs) like i don't care like if you like you know go people go and do these like you know let me check out abandoned places things right Everyone wants to go to these like hospitals, and they want to go in the asylum wards. And I'm like, no, no, no I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm good on that one. I don't need to be bringing that home. Thanks, bro. No. So shortly after the hospital opened, of course, both patients and staff began to tell their stories, and there was a lot of people like phantom talking, coughing, moaning, and cries, and none of it sounded good. These were not like happy tears. These were like cries of distress. It is a hospital. <laughs> There was not a lot of happiness in this place. And they'd all be in these like empty rooms. Some believe that it might possibly be coming from the lingering spirits who have made have died from like the deadly flu epidemic in nineteen seventeen. Oh, the Spanish flu. The right. Spanish flu. Yeah. Though the hospital wasn't even built at that time, so I I'm kind of not really sure about that one. Again, this hospital is also made of human ashes and concrete. Exactly. So. That's probably why, where it might be coming from. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I think yeah. it's more that, yeah. really. Um. I mean, hospitals start from something, though. It could have just been a tent or tents on the property. Right. And it right. is a hill. Maybe they decided, maybe they were burning bodies up there or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's reasons things are 
put in certain I places. I mean, they do exactly. suspect, these people who believe this also suspect that maybe they just kind of found that area. And to be completely honest, we got to think about the energy that a haunted hospital built from concrete and human ashes has to like project. I hear you on that one. How so, many horcruxes does that place have? <laughs> I don't know. Go ask Voldemort. <laughs> He keeps appearing after every book. He really, I mean, he just never goes away. So one specific story is the story of a woman dressed in white. There's always a woman dressed in white. Oh, yeah. She was spotted. She's been spotted through the years uh, on the balcony. Some suspect that perhaps it was a nurse, but we don't really know. A bearded miner has also been spotted for years. And in the uh, specifically on the second and third floor, Mm. he's often seen gliding down the halls. Down. I wish you could the people on the internet I wish you could have seen her movements for gliding down the hall as miners do as mi- they, that as was a good do. glide that was a good glide that's how one glides that's how I would glide if I was a ghost I'm sure <laughs> well he glides down the halls and he turns on the lights in his path which, I, which in my opinion is very helpful if it's the right time but also very annoying if it's not I'm still good yeah. 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 Well, I, if it I, means, I, 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 I know I get what you're saying, but like, if I'm, it makes, I'm going the other way. If yeah, I'm finding another again. hotel. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better when he's approached, he just kind of disappears. So it doesn't really, he doesn't really do anything. He just seems inconvenient. Yeah. I mean, so he's not necessarily a maybe, negative ghost, but he does like to waste energy. Also, maybe that's your own fault for building a hotel in a haunted hospital made of human ash. Look, it was state-of-the-art at the time. It was state-of-the-art. It was? It used the best concrete ash-mixing things at hand. There's also reports of a small six-year-old boy lurking around the corners. I mean... Another As six year olds, uh, yeah, it's, it's very classic. classic. Yeah. This seems like a very classic haunting of a, a hotel, and I live <clears> for it. I want to go there. There is a, you know, the typical occurrences too of obviously footsteps and furniture being mysteriously moved, staff hearing the name, their names being called out when they're alone, and uh, funny enough, when you ask them to stop, they usually comply for at least a day or two. Oh, well, that's All very right. nice of them. So there you go, guys. None of it's really malevolent or you know evil. They're just they're just chilling in the ghost they world. They just want to hang out. They just want to like, hang yeah. out. I don't know. Can you imagine just hearing one of those like aforementioned moans, like oh, and you're just like, please stop. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I just want some ghosts to like. I want to hear that like aforementioned like you know voice in the back of my head and be like, are you doing okay? Like, are you, you well? Help? Are you all right? Like, would you like to have, like, I, I want a ghost therapist almost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, just, <laughs> just be haunted by you know one his of the schedule th- is open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He talks you through all your problems. I mean, th- that hey, is Casper, the healthy, go- healthful ghost right there. Yeah, for sure. That is Casper, the therapeutic <laughs> ghost. <laughs> you know, like, he probably can't charge too much. What is he going to do with cash? You know, at least he's I not mean, Freud. Exactly. Well, I have my own. This one is the Orpheum Theater in Flagstaff, Arizona. As Kyle talked to me before we recorded, beautiful place. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. One of my favorite places in Arizona. An artist, not only apparently a hotspot for ghosts, but also artists. But, you know, same thing, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's definitely an artist haven. Mm-hmm. And, well, let's, let's be honest here. Ghosts aren't great. Yeah, right. An artist. 
ghosts aren't great for art. I mean, or... they can inspire you, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you can get some real yeah. inspiration from just a ghost just popping his face right in front of you. I mean, when I see a ghost, the first thing I want to do is paint it. I bet you do. <laughs> can you imagine just sitting there doing your thing and all of a sudden you hear, paint me like one of your French girls? <laughs> I mean... Do you? I mean, I would comply, so I'm not haunted. I guess <laughs> I'd be like, "Yes, orb." Yes, orb. I will paint you like a French girl. Just bent over on like a fucking, uh, fucking couch. <laughs> like, like I can't. Like, there's no. It's there's just no, like a giant light. Just a giant I have no light. details. Like, You're just a light. You look great. You look great for your age. <laughs> All right. Well, the Orpheum Theater was constructed in 1916 in Flagstaff, Arizona, after being first, actually, it was a chicken coop. It started okay. out as a chicken coop. Wow. Yeah, the a legitimate original chicken, owner, chicken coop. Yeah, the original owner, it was, a, it was a chicken coop. They actually had, like, eight-foot-tall fences to keep people from, like, you know, stealing the chickens. Oh, how far it has come. Right. But Flagstaff clamored for a state-of-the-art theater because they thought it would be cool. The owner's just, just like, yeah, that actually sounds more profitable than a chicken coop. And so <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That year, it turns out there was a lot of uh, chicken dinners for sale. <laughs> chicken chicken dinners just went up? Yeah. Oh, wow. I okay. bet they felt stupid about that one. <laughs> I mean, it's mysterious. I don't know how they got so many chickens. <sighs> Um, over the years, it's had its fair share of hauntings, including the spirits who roam the balcony at night, the bad energy in the men's bathroom, what? unfortunately what? for people what? like me and Kyle. What was happening in the men's bathroom? Apparently right? a lot. Okay. All right. I mean. You know what? We have plenty of stories of girls' bathrooms or the women's bathrooms being haunted, so I think it's only fair. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, was, it, was a, uh, it was a very rough time for the LGP community at that time so i'm sure that uh you know you know can they just go into happen. someone else's bathroom not the one i'd be using i mean yeah, i get that he means but the ghost the ghost yeah the ghost. absolutely <laughs> you, you, you got right there yeah there's also a prankster poltergeist who once calls the ruckus at the concession stand can you imagine just popcorn flying all over the place i would love and that, that. And i that. would love can i hire I'd him for laughing. my wedding I hire him for Seriously. Look, imagine being the minimum wage worker just sitting there and just just sighing, you know? You, you would not get paid enough for that to deal you, with that. Who is really? Well <laughs> God, it's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, there's also other ghosts. We actually have one with a name. Her name is Maddie, and classically Maddie. a little girl that has been known to tap people on the shoulder and shush people during shows and actually lives on the balcony itself. Can you imagine? Just, just talking like, oh, I saw that scene coming, and then all of a sudden, shh, shh. So she's basically a Karen. Uh, it's sounding like it. You know what? Is she really yeah. a Karen? Is she making sure that everybody is quiet during a live show? Or is she making sure everyone's being considerate and she's shushing the Karens? Fair enough. I <laughs> understand where you're getting it, but that's a fine line to very fine right like the cross. I mean, either way, so far it just sounds like these ghosts like to fuck around. Well, I got more. Yeah. Okay. All right. The second reported ghost is an older woman, actually. Most commonly seen dressed in white. Classic. Of course. Unlike the darker specter, she only appears standing by the railing briefly before she vanishes. So imagine, you know, being in the theater, you know, you're having a good time. There's drinks flowing because, you know. People were drinking a lot back then. And you're just see this lady just nicely uh, along the rail. And you're like, hey, baby. And then poof. I think I would have been like, 
what was slipped into my beverage. Yeah, it kind of depends on how many drinks I had. Yeah, I mean, now if I was completely sober and saw that, yeah. Then we might have a problem. Okay. Yeah, we might. We really might. Speaking of good, this is the men's bathroom. <laughs> Many people have also sensed a strong presence in there. <laughs> Even heard disembodied footsteps. That's really <laughs> unfortunate. While others have reported a sensation of mild electric shock as they move throughout the room. No, no. you're Can just you trying imagine? to use the bathroom. Oh my god! <laughs> like it's one thing being at a urinal, but it's another to actually be like in the in the toilet, you know? And then just no, I'm fine. No. I mean, honestly, I don't think I'd want to be in a urinal and hear phantom footsteps just like walking my way and have a strong Look, sense of someone just like to looking. Escape at a urinal. Yeah, but could you imagine just sitting at a urinal and all of a sudden you have the sensation of just someone watching you? No, oh, that'd please, be no. horrible. That'd be terrible. That's, no, thank you. That's terrible. That's every time Jordan goes in the bathroom I'm just in, <laughs> in the stall, just in that little crease. Okay, I want you door. to know once when I was in Arizona. I was at a urinal and someone put their arm around me while they were next to me. <laughs> that is so wrong. <laughs> there is a rule. <laughs> there is a rule. <laughs> this is that why was I'm... my horror story. See, this is why I'm glad I just have my own private toilet whenever I go into a bathroom. I, I just can't believe some people are serious. I don't know how y'all do the urinal thing. Uh, I would just go into the toilet. <laughs> I can't. I, yeah. Well, anyway, one night after close, we're getting to the story. Past employees recount that the toilets began flushing on their own and the sink started running on full blast in these men's bathrooms. I wonder who hates men. Like, what ghostly figure is this that's just like, meh, F you, man. I mean, what year was the place bo- uh, built again? This place was made in 1916. So this was before women's suffrage. Yes. So they have a lot of, a lot of There's reasons to hate men. <laughs> oh my God. Some grievances. All right, I got to move on from this mess. Yeah, 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 I got to yeah, move on. <laughs> As another story goes, one evening at a concession stand, <laughs> while the last show was playing, a roll of toilet pa- a roll of paper towels on the walls began to unwind itself onto the floor. One of the workers tried to stop it, but the roll continued to spin the moment they lifted their hand away. Now that's again, does that poor minimum wage worker. That's just wasteful. It is I guess a ghost doesn't really care, right? You well, know, that's these rude. Are, these are literally some of the most entertaining ghosts I've ever heard of in my life, though. Honestly. <laughs> they do a little bit of trolling. They're very active. Yeah. Very active. Near the projection room at the top on the balcony, there was a crawl space with a ladder leading into the marquee, you know? Uh, it's here that it said a man once hung himself. There, though, there are really no, like, new sources to verify it. It's, you know, chalk it up to a legend. But still, you know... Some insist that the suicidal man is among the spirits that haunt the Orpheum theater to the day. And as many people know, you know, suicide is one way to, you know, come back as a ghost. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. I mean, you're you're in religious eyes in purgatory at that point. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, Kyle, I have told a story. Jordan has told a story. You've lived there. Do you have any places you would like to talk to? I have, uh, I have lived there, and actually, one of my favorite places that I went to, just in general, and like I had uh, not, I, I had a little bit of idea of this story beforehand, but not a whole lot, uh, was Yuma. Yuma is one of the coolest towns I've been to. Like you know, they had the movie Three Ten to Yuma, et cetera, et cetera. Very, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe, my man. Uh, very cowboy town, you know. Mm. So Yuma constructed a prison in 1876 right 
And this prison held uh, 3,069 people, including 29 women, which, I mean, I don't, I, I haven't done my research to know if that was really out of line at that time. I'm, mm. I'm sure, you know, many women. I mean, I wouldn't want to be a woman in that prison. No. No, the I ratio know, is no. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a sausage fest. <laughs> That's a sausage oh, no. fest. I'm sorry. It is. You though. can uh, you can edit that out. Uh, so, in the 33 years of operation of prison, because you know they they had a 33 year run. In that 33 years, there were uh, 111 deaths on the site. Oh wow! Of the prison itself, a lot of them were from tuber- tuberculosis because mm. it was. I mean, it was very rampant at that time. It just it. You know, it was kind of ruining the entire United States, which, I mean, in turn, the largest hospital in our area, Century Page, mm-hmm. was a TB sanitarium. So we have that. We have that. We have that. Yeah. And, and like, there's more stories to talk about. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do that. that one day. We'll have to talk about I mean, the history yeah. of that place. I mean, you, you hear about TB all the time, or as it used to be known as, like, consumption. Consumption. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, Doc Holliday had it. Yes. Yeah. So, um... The uh, there was there was a a cell mm-hmm. for the for the ill-behaved part uh, the patrons of this place, right? And it was called the dark cell. Ominous. And you're chained to a ring bolt. No, you're in severe isolation, so you're basically in the hole. Like right. that's what they call our current prisons, and. Uh, a very rough place psychologically for any any person being in that prison at that point. Of course, that's yeah, solitary it confinement. Yeah, sounds horrible. And vast majority of the people that spent time in that dark cell were almost immediately transported transferred out of there, mm-hmm. just because of you know, trans- sheer issues and screaming and whatnot. But um, I believe there's two of them were actually transferred out of there straight to the insane asylum. I'm not surprised. A lot of prisons, like, back then, even Alcatraz had something like that. They had, like, an underbelly that was completely dark, unlit, and it had a bunch of pillars, and they would just take the the rough inmates and just chain them to the pillars and just leave them there. In current days, we still have problems with, you know, isolation in general. But, uh, um, so, stupidly, a reporter decides... I got this. I'm going to spend time in the dark cell and uh, for uh, no. 48 hours. No. With a jug of water. No. At least he thought of lid, that. No. And uh, chained and whatnot. After 37 hours, they called back insisting to be released because she was not alone in the cell. So she, yeah. It's it makes just, it even worse. Yeah. Oh my God, that's me. just terrible. No, it Why is would you volunteer horrifying, for that? Horrifying. I would never. I would never. I don't know how anyone would ever. No. No. There's a, also another inmate named uh, Jack Ryan, uh, John Ryan, who was in prison around uh, 1900 for crimes against nature. Oh, that's always a good good start. That That is a very broad term right there. Like, I mean, but... It, it's a terrifying term on top of that. Uh, so as thought to haunt the, uh, uh, the place, Ryan was not like, liked by other prisoners and reportedly committed suicide in cell 14. To this day, tour guides 
say that they can hear him. Uh, they get cold chills walking by his his cell. Uh, I guess he's balking at nature again. I mean, he's doing, and, and like this is a prison that uh, it included murderers, thieves, polygamists. Oh, geez. yes, polygamist. As, yeah, polygamy, as bad as polygamy is, I feel like that's just that's that's, that's a little the, bit that's over. The, stuff. The, yeah, the the end of end of the the, the bottom of the line right, right. there. Um, so um, naturally, like most things, and this actually reminded me quite a bit of uh, um, Resurrection Mary. Mm-hmm. Was uh, there's a legend. Uh, that many years ago, a little girl in a red dress Classic. trying to retrieve her doll from the Colorado River drowned. She now haunts Yuma, ter- uh, Territorial Historic Prison. And if she doesn't like a visitor, or if the person is wearing red, the little girl will pinch the visitor. Oh. So, like, that is... <laughs> it's like it's St. Patrick's that, Day. I feel like that's like grandma getting behind you and being like, you're doing something wrong. I just like, you know, when I, if I'm a little girl and I die from drowning in a river, yeah, the first place I'm going to go is a prison. I yeah, mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't like know be... how close the Colorado River is to that point. I don't remember. I, I know it, it, fl- it flows through it. It flows through it. Okay. Oh, okay. Well. I, I feel like if you're a ghost, you would be petty enough to pinch people for something as minuscule as wearing red. I get that. I mean, I think you're what bored. We, what we really need to talk about is her parents at this point. Because how did her parents allow her to be that close to a prison? Therefore, she haunts it. Kyle is passionate about I this. I am passionate. <laughs> All right? I am. And obviously, like uh, most haunting sites, you know, you'll get, you know, the... the the voices and come out and whatnot of, uh, to visitors that say, you know, get out. And oh, Amityville callback. Yeah, I know, right? It's like they share notes. They shared notes. They did. <laughs> I mean, uh, either way, I did not make it to Yuma uh, Prison, which I would love to check out. But Yuma in itself is awesome town, but clearly terrifying. I don't know. After that story, I'm, it sounds like a good thing you avoided it, but that's just me. I, I don't know. I, I I like a little bit of uh, creepiness occasionally. Oh, my God. Occasionally. Unless it's in a men's bathroom. I would go there just for the movie, you know, 310, and be like, yeah, Yuma. And then you'd be like, oh, do you want to do a haunting ghost tour at the prison? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. good. I'm good. Good. Can I, like, fake shoot somebody? <laughs> exactly. In a duel? Yeah, let's, let's, let's pretend it's Wild West over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kyle. Hmm? I do have one more place to tell you about. Okay, let's hear it. This is going to be, you know, top of the top. This is what's going to like permanently scare you away from Arizona. You will never want to go back. You were stuck in your hometown forever. Here's hoping. All right, I'm waiting. I'm taking off my hoodie and you everything. Take, you take I'm, off your hoodie. I am prepare. getting ready. This is the story of the Hotel Monta Vista. So, down Route 66, there's a hotel that used to host these big celebrations, and now it hosts big haunts. Bougie bastards. So this was built during the demand for the first class accommodations in the 1920s. So the first class were like, okay, everywhere around here sucks. We need something better. Dude, Flagstaff just keeps, you know, having it going on. I mean, they always have it going on. Seriously. The best thing that I love about this is this hotel was actually built off the donations of the townspeople. Aw. So the townspeople just wanted to draw on the rich, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, the it, w- it was built, and it had 72 massive hotel rooms. So very, very fancy place. Mm. So it was on New Year's Day in 1927 that the hotel opened as the community hotel in honor of the townspeople. So they named it the community hotel at first. Right. And then they ended up actually having a contest, and a 12-year-old boy was the one who won. And that's how it got the name, the Monte Vista. And that means the mountain view. The mountain view? Yeah. Monte Vista. Monte Vista. And yeah, so that is exactly, that's it's just mountain view. So the Monte Vista continued to be one of the longest publicly held commercial properties in Arizona until it was sold to a private investor in the early 1960s. It continued to be one of the oldest hotels in Flagstaff, and it was even listed on the U.S. Registry for Historic Places. Famously, John Wayne, Ga- John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy? <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> Not that guy. <laughs> Might be. Um, John Wayne famously had an encounter there, actually. So he was staying in room 210, and John heard a knock on the door to the tune of room service. I love the fact that room service has a specific knock. It makes me feel so much better. What kind of knock does room service do, though? I could not tell you. I am not that old. I, I, I don't know either. So he was staying in room 210, and John heard a knock at the door to the tune of room service. Again, I have no idea what tune, like, they knock to, but I love the fact that they have a specific tune. Is it, sir? <laughs> Is it, can I help you, housekeeping? Housekeeping. I really hope so. So really. of course he goes up. He opens the door, expecting room service. No one's there. Nope. No one's down the hall. Checking out. No one's on the other side. Yeah, just that's empty. it for me. Yep, checking out. That that's what would do with it yeah. with you. That's how. <laughs> Well, whatever. Moving on. So that was not the only time. He also reported phantom bellboys roaming the hall. Okay. Like, and I mean. Did he tip them? I'd be so mad if I tipped a ghost. (laughs) No, I think he he just got mad because they didn't recognize him. Probably. (laughs) He's probably just like. It's probably just like some bellboy is just walking down the hall and he's just like, sir, do you know who I am? Vanishes. He's looking like he needs a backhand. Oh, no. Um, But there is more. So there is another one where there was an old lady. She stayed in the hotel for years. She checked in. She never checked out. She stayed into her ghostly years. This was where she lived. This is where she was going to die. And so God help her. Sounds like she succeeded. It, it, it did. So what she did was she had this rocking chair on the balcony and she would just kind of rock in it, you know, enjoy her elderly days. And it's always just, the rocking chair. It's always. A, well, you know, when you spend most of your life in a rocking chair looking out a window. Look, we've we've been talking about a lot of classics. Today. I mean, we have. We have. We have some good classics in here. So, you know, after she died, she never left. Like I said, she checked mm. in, but never checked out. And I bet the chair still rocks. The chair to this day still rocks. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, that, that is actually it. So the the woman's chair uh, is has is said to have, as soon as she died, started moving like it was rocking. Nope. I mean, she's just she's hanging out. She doesn't I mean, like 
She's not trying to hurt anyone. She's just hanging out in her rocking chair. Look, I, I just want a room to sleep. Okay? I would just, I'm just, I would I like to that. add that she also appeared to them rocking in the chair. So she just slowly appeared rocking in her chair. Staff saw it. That's according it to staff. I want to stay there. Let's go. Never. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. So one of my favorites, okay, the, the, these next couple, these are my favorites. I love these stories so much, and I pray, I hope, I, like, put the energy out there that these are all real stories. I love them. There's a ghost of a bank robber who died in the lodge. Like, I, I would like to know, like, what, like, the details behind that. I couldn't really find any. Just did he, like, run in there and, like, get shot down by the police? I mean, yeah, Probably. <laughs> Either way, he robbed a bank. Of course, he got shot down by the police. Either way, he is reported to greet the guest and the staff with a good morning. I love this man. I this know. man needs to be my best friend. I know he's, he's a bank robber. The bank, yeah. Right, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I'm like, chill about such it. a great yeah. ghost. Could you imagine just every day coming in and just hearing "Good morning"? And you know, it's a bank robber that's been shot. And like, I just yeah. You don't know what he was robbing the bank for. You don't know if the if the county was trying to take his farm. You this don't know what was happening. This man is an anti-hero, and we live for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. An anti-hero is probably a good thing to call it. So. Um, room 306 specifically is said to be haunted by the spirits of prostitutes. Oh, prostitutes. prostitutes. I mean, it was really sad. They were murdered and tossed to the streets below like they were just thrown out, which is extremely disrespectful. Oh, no. So I imagine they're not too happy with men. No, probably not. So if you're a man, please do not rent or do not take room 306. I probably won't that's take any what of ha- That's what probably happened in men's bathroom. Oh, yeah. Who knows? But one of my favorites, I just, I live for this one. It's room 220. So it's roomed to be the afterlife of someone who was known as the meat man. The afterlife home of the The meat meat man. man. That's one thing I love about him. He's the meat man. Meat man. Meat man. He died in the room. And after someone had cleaned it, you know, it was all clean, nice, beds made and everything. A staffer walked in to find that the sheets were scattered and the TV was on. And the TV still acts on its own accord. So the meat man's turning the TV on and tosses up your sheets. The meat man. Maybe maybe he's not tossing your sheets, though. Maybe he's just, like, sitting down, getting relaxed so he can I watch just, TV. You I need what? all of you to know something, though. The meat man was a boarder. So he was he was actually lived there in the 1980s. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason he's actually called the meat man uh, is he would hang raw meat from his chandelier. <laughs> All right. That's All why right. he's called the meat man. And now he has passed away and he scatters your sheets and he turns your TV on and off. You don't know. They got that show on Netflix about like smoking meat and whatnot. Maybe he's finally realizing his potential. You know what? Meat man. Let's meat not man. meat. <laughs> <laughs> I that love meat me. man. I, I, I just don't care for could you man. imagine though like being it's the 1980s it's the 80s and you're just hanging out with your meat hanging on your chandelier was it in the 80s wait he yes. did this in the 80s yeah he was he was a boarder from the 1980s what i just can't it was imagine. all raw meat too. what my god can you imagine just hanging your meat from the chandeliers raw meat. like tears can, for fears you, is playing on the radio can we 
reword that, please? Hanging your meat of the chandelier. Kyle, yeah. that's exactly what he was doing. He was hanging Look, his sir, raw get your meat mind out of the male's bathroom. <laughs> I hear the sinks running. Let me just repeat this one more time. He would hang raw meat on his chandelier. I don't know why, this, but this I feel man, like this would be okay if this was like you know a hundred years ago or something like that. But in the eighties, it was the nineteen eighties. He's like hanging that as like that song, "Buy Me an Angel." As he's right hanging just now. raw meat. <laughs> My thing is like a chandelier. You know that's a nice chandelier. And you gon' you gonna be hanging your raw meat from it's it. It's probably sir? jam into little red Corvette. I don't know if that man was mentally well, but either way Sometimes you gotta hang your meat from a chandelier. Yes. Man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Either way, that is the story of the Monte Vista Hotel. It's great. So that's actually all for us tonight, folks. Kyle, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Jordan, I'll see you in another lifetime. I'll see you in another lifetime. And everybody else, have a spooky evening. Thanks for listening. This has been The Haunting Podcast. You can check out our website at thehauntingpodcast.com for show notes and other extras. Thank you for listening, and have a good night.